Things Unexplained, hosted by Dr. Mounts. Let's face it, we were always ready to roll without him anyway. <laughs> CJ Derringer. Ain't nobody perfect, right? And Smitty Neves. I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball. Featuring Cajun Man. I'm just old nobody, somebody looking for somebody. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to All Things Unexplained. I am CJ Derringer here with my lovely co-hosts, Dr. Tim Mounts and Smitty Neves. How are you guys doing? It's good to be back. Awesome. How's it going? Going pretty good, I reckon. Going well. Yes, we are excited to dive into new territory tonight. We are going to be bringing some unexplained updates to our listeners. Uh, These are going to be some weird, wacky, unexplained news stories from all across the globe that we want to dive into, find out a little bit more, share some fun things with you guys. Maybe I get a laugh or two and keep keep it short and simple for you. Give you something to talk about other than, oh, I don't know, COVID and politics. Yeah, uh, who needs it? By the way, if you're watching on YouTube Live, thanks. Welcome. We appreciate you. Feel free to chime in. We'll put your comments up on the screen. If you're listening on the podcast, awesome. We'll put the link to the YouTube video in the podcast notes. Well, though, nobody has and commented yes, that. I am so. as good looking in person. So. <laughs> well, I have to say, in doing research for this podcast, it was a whole lot more fun to be looking for weird and wacky things online than everything that we're reading about every single day yeah let's get into it so So cj uh, this gives people i was thinking we could do we could go backwards right like our top three but do our number three (laughs) story first all anybody talks about let's dive in Oh, that sounds good. All right, good. yeah, awesome. so my number three story of the week. Through. Why don't you start us off? Headline, British Columbia, Columbia Canada. So a lady is sleeping in her bed, right, in British Columbia, and all of a sudden she thinks she hears a tree falling, and wouldn't you know it, but a meteor crashed through the roof of her house and landed in her bed. So I, I love this quote from... This is from CTV News Vancouver. The police officer came and said, well, I think you have a meteorite in your bed. <laughs> the, the meteorite weighed about 2.8 pounds, is the size of a large adult fist. <laughs> and Hamilton, who uh, I believe that's the police officer, shared that the meteorite, or, they, or actually the woman was Ruth Hamilton, oh. And we should probably try to get her on the show. This will be fascinating to hear her tell this. But she actually shared the meteorite with researchers at the University of Western Ontario. Now, another thing I thought that was super cool about this is it had a lot of witnesses in the area that actually saw the fireball streaking across the sky, and it just happened to hit poor Ruth's house. 
That's incredible. Well, maybe she had State Farm what, insurance. What are you wearing, she Jake? Call Jake. <laughs> if she can get some money off that, oh, I'm that's... pretty sure that would be covered. That's a natural. That's a natural disaster. So she could probably you be covered. You are so right. It does remind me of oh, who does the one commercial? It might be an Allstate commercial where they go through the like museum. He's wearing khakis, even for meteorites. That they've covered oh, before. Yeah. But I will tell it you what definitely it, needs to be on that commercial. I will tell yeah, you what it reminds me of, CJ and Smitty. And I <laughs> yeah, think the folks there in British Honestly, Columbia should count their lucky stars, no pun intended. But it reminds me of the Tunguska incident in remote Siberia, where basically the entire forest <laughs> and everything around for miles was leveled. They never did figure out exactly what happened. Was that a dog? That uh, anyway, they never did figure out exactly what happened, but it was probably a meteorite or some something of that sort. And of course, that was like <laughs> in nineteen eighteen, I think. Yeah, it's been a while back. Oh my goodness! Oh, that was about the year you so were that's born. Right then, so. yeah. Clearly fresh in his memory. That's uh, a. <laughs> For those of you that are just listening to the podcast yeah. and and not watching Actually, on YouTube live, you're missing out on the faces Smitty is making at people who are making noises around him. <laughs> Some unexplained faces going on there. But I, I a meteorite crashing through my house. I don't know if yeah. it's a dream or a nightmare. I mean, that would be so. Yeah, cool. my look, cool the homeowners. You know, you've got hail storm chasers from the in your insurance company. Not exactly uh, ideal. You know, from the roofers, just basically stalking the storms. But my look, the insurance wouldn't cover a meteorite explosion. So, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not in your policy. Meteorite is not in the policy. <laughs> Actually, had a friend, and they had a eighteen wheeler. Talk about tire a good reason to back tire. off the highway. So they had an eighteen wheeler oh tire crash through that the front scary. window one morning. Was that story out of Canada? <laughs> that was out of British Columbia, Canada. Yep, Ruth Hamilton. Canada. So my, one of my stories is from Canada too. So things are just happening in Canada these days, but this one is in, um, in Newfoundland, Canada, which I always want to say Newfoundland, but, um, Newfoundland, Canada, this couple that uh, loved this house on the side of the road, this woman had just loved this house that she drove by all the time. And they found out that the house was going to be torn down. So she and her boyfriend approached the owners of the property and said, Hey, can we buy this property off of you? Can we buy this, excuse me, this house off of your property and take the house, the whole house from your property? So that in and of itself seems crazy to me. But then they wanted to take the house to their property. And the best way to get it there was. On water. Oh wow! They had to take it on a half a mile of water to get to get to their property, and the video is phenomenal. You've got to watch the video if you have a chance. But what they did is they installed barrels underneath the house 
tied to a metal frame loaded with old tires and then they pushed the house across the water with boats like the boats went behind the house that's on the barrels and the tires and pushed it across the water half a mile to get this house to this this property that the people wanted it and this story by the way comes from upi.com but at the end i love it it says that actually the house went underwater up to the second story window at one point and now the house is just drying out in its new location and the couple hopes to start the renovation soon i mean talk about dedication to get a house that sounds like something that would happen in mississippi that literally (laughs) sounds like something that would happen in mississippi yeah it does it it would be the the double wide two-story trailer though I just love that there was no fancy way to transport it there. They didn't rent some sort of barge or what have you. They literally got old tires and barrels and a piece of metal and put it on top and floated it across the water with boats pushing it from behind. That's what we call redneck engineering. (laughs) Up north. Yeah, I feel like they should have have just considered turning this house into a house boat. I mean, why fool with getting it back off the water? Oh, now there's an idea. That's a good point. I mean, just anchor it right there. Fish call it right good. out your back door. They got, <laughs> they got walleye oh, muskie up there and salmon too, I think. So that's what I would do. There you go. Is there anything that you guys want so much that you could put it up, that you could make no, that happen? My, uh, <laughs> my third story is a body scan <laughs> reveals in Alabama that there was a shotgun shell inside a prisoner in Alabama. It was a man being booked into an Alabama jail wound oh. up at a hospital after a scan revealed that a shotgun shell was in his abdomen. Now, I was real nervous I what you were about to say. Why you would swallow <laughs> in his yeah, ab- abdomen. abdomen? I don't know why in the world you would swallow a shotgun shell, <laughs> but I can see the X-ray here. It is literally the whole shotgun shell, which would be very difficult. Uh, I'm very familiar with shotgun shells. It would be very hard to get down your throat. I would think. Yeah. And again, what's the reasoning? Who knows? I mean, it... Is there like a bag of cocaine in it? some cigarettes right there. It is. I don't know. That's odd. That's even odd for the South. That's really weird. So, and I love the South. I love the South. (laughs) I mean, the only thing I can think is that maybe, maybe the shotgun shell wouldn't break down. And so something is hidden inside uh, of the shotgun shell, and he swallowed it, hoping really that he would then pass it later. Really give a whole lot of detail about that. He just, and... Says he had a shot a four ten, <laughs> so that makes more sense. If it was a four ten. It would have been a lot easier to swallow. He was never booked in, and when they saw that, he had to go to the hospital. The man who'd arrested, uh, been arrested by another law oh, enforcement goodness. agency, was later released on his own recognizance so nobody hit him in the stomach i'll tell you 
He says, uh, <laughs> I do believe that there was some drugs in there. But it was unusual to find ammunition in someone's stomach. Uh, so, you know. See, I think like a <laughs> so, criminal. Well, first of all, I, think like I wonder criminal. if they left it in there. Does it say if they took it out or not? Yeah, they left it in there. Oh. I mean, I guess he's just going to pass it eventually. But, you know. Second of all, we have a listener comment. <laughs> So, and it's a theory, a listener theory. Okay. Actually, it sounds like more of a theory. It sounds like they literally know. It's from longtime listener George Winters, who happens to be from Alabama. He says that you actually do that in Alabama <laughs> routinely to get ready for uh, Alabama football games. So, okay, that's not He's actually swallowed. not exactly what he said, but I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> Well, we don't do that to get ready for Mississippi State or Ole Miss games. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> no, you don't, because you know what? Mississippi State just lost on purpose to Alabama just to not help Ole Miss out. So thanks. Thanks oh, a lot. Whatever. Whatever. Mm. <laughs> All right, Tim, bring us your numero dos. I will. Number two, mysterious radio waves are radiating from an unknown object at the heart of the Milky Way, astronomers say. And I find this one of the most spookiest bits of news I've heard in a long time. Apparently all celestial objects do emanate radio waves, right? But apparently they're... They're, mm-hmm. kind, they're kind of patterned, and they know what all of them look like. Well, they have no idea what celestial object is sending these radio waves out. They're coming from the center of the galaxy. They vary dramatically and seem to shut off at random. The wave's origin is unknown. They hint at the existence of a new type of celestial object. The signal does not look like it comes from stars, planets, or even dead stars. What I what I find super interesting interesting about this radio signal, apparently it disappeared for months, then reappeared suddenly, then vanished again. Now when I first read this story, I immediately thought of Independence Day. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are giant motherships on the way, and this is the yeah. sign. Well, you know what? Somebody's trying to communicate. MTV says video killed the radio star, so I don't know. We'll see what happens <laughs> with that. <laughs> oh, maybe these aliens are bringing the radio back or something. I don't know. Here they're bringing, the, bringing it back. That was great. In the 2000s. It's, uh, it's a weird universe sometimes. It is. I saw that story, Tim. I think you must have posted it on our on our Facebook page. And I was reading it, and it is fascinating that all of these astronomers, scientists, nobody can explain what it is. Oh, crazy, right? I mean... So crazy. It's just so... I mean, it's really weird and bizarre. And 
it's just something you don't often see astronomers just throw their hands up and say we don't yeah. know we don't we don't know what it's making it where it's coming Baffled. from that has to be an exciting time as an astronomer though to be like whoa there's something brand new out there you know all of these people are just chomping at the bit to try and learn more about it research more they want to be put on that project put me on that project Oh, yeah. And, you know, in terms of our awareness, just the general population, when you start listing off celestial objects, I mean, I feel like our knowledge is pretty limited. We can say things like stars, we can say planets, you know, uh, asteroids, black holes. How many other things do we really know of in space that we can even rattle off, right? Like, it's super bizarre. Yeah, well, us personally, that's about it. I can say one. William Shatner. Oh. He was in space. (laughs) That's a new one. That's right. He did go to space. He sure did. Well, let's be honest. It was just the tip that went into space. Oh, you know what? I was about to say, Smitty, let's not forget about Uranus. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to go near Uranus. We better better move on quick. Yeah. What is I mean, CJ's number two? Not trying, <laughs> not trying to get there. Um, okay, so my number two, speaking of just mysterious and unexplained things, uh, is about the self-driving cars, the Waymo cars. Have you guys heard of these? Uh-uh. Waymo? Is that what you said? Waymo. Okay, so we don't live anywhere cool enough to have Waymo cars yet, but... Someday in our near future, we will. So these Waymo cars are Google's cars. They are self-driving. There's no driver. They drive around town. They act like Uber. They can pick passengers up and take them where they want to go. And all of these cars are learning different routes. I think that they're actually being used in Phoenix, Arizona right now. But there's a ton of them in San Francisco, and they are plaguing this poor neighborhood for absolutely no reason All of these self-driving Waymo cars are going down to this dead end on 15th Avenue where they then have no choice but to turn around and leave. So one after another, some of the residents are saying about every five minutes, one of these cars just comes down the street, gets to a dead end, and has to turn around and leave. And this is from NPR. One of the residents named Jennifer King said, I noticed it while I was sleeping. I awoke to a strange hum that I thought was a spacecraft outside my window. (laughs) And apparently there's about 50 cars a day that are just going up and down this poor street with no passengers, no driver, for seemingly no reason, plaguing this poor, poor neighborhood of all of these people who are working from home and just trying to get their job done. And it's taken over Twitter. Everybody's posting pictures of these annoying Waymo cars coming down their street. That's weird. That is crazy. You know, I think that's I think that's what they call West Coast tailgating. <laughs> <laughs> There's no football, right? So they just... It's, it's the Waymo car tailgate. <laughs> but they have way more other things there, like surfing. That is really weird. They do have way more earthquakes. Right. Way more earthquakes. <laughs> fires. Way more fires. People. Way more self driving cars. In general. <laughs> <laughs> well, way more people. 
Yeah. Way more marijuana. I don't know. I do. We do. Live, I do live in Mississippi, so I don't know about that last comment. But uh, my next one is actually not new news, but it's something that's that I thought was of interest. Uh, it's the grave of Florence Irene Ford, and it's in uh, at the time of this is in Natchez, Mississippi. It's in Natchez City, City Cemetery. Time of her death, Florence was ten. And she was scared to death by storms. So her mother had this grave built. And basically, it was in addition to a specially made coffin that had a pane of clear glass at Florence's head. And the mother had stairs installed at the graveside so she could descend the stairs and sit with her daughter during scary storms. So imagine being in a graveyard with lightning and thundering and rain and all those types of things and here you are sitting in a rocking chair next to a, your daughter's grave that would be really creepy i would think uh i, I can't imagine oh. yeah well imagine some being the person visiting the, the grave site yeah. during a storm and suddenly some that woman ascends weird. from the ground you know at it's one great point pumpkin. in time in american history they had a a little bit of a oh problem goodness. burying people who were in a coma. So they started putting a bell, like, and putting a string down through the coffin where they could ring the bell if they woke up. Uh, it's weird. Weird. Oh, my goodness. I tried to bury him out alive one time, but he dug his way out. But it was unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, he rung the bell. <laughs> he rung the bell. Well... In case you didn't hear that you could bury me upside down. There's actually. <laughs> I think it has to do with you the social bodies is, right? again. Egypt. No, that's in Kruger, Mississippi. There. Egypt. That's in rural Mississippi. Yeah, well, this is actually Kruger. This was at the Egypt plantation. There was a lady in red. That's what her thing says. Lady in red found on Egyptian plantation, and she's buried there. She was born in 1835, died in 1969. That's her gravestone, Lady in red. Wait, 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 wait. She was born in 1835 and died in 1969. Well, she would be... That math doesn't add up. Way too old, wow. yeah. She was oh, oh, okay. I see. I see. Thirty-four years old. She was old. unearthed. She was unearthed I'm gonna, in I'm gonna question this article. In a red dress that was encased in a glass-sealed cast iron oh, coffin. Okay. Apparently, she was well preserved, and so they reburied her, and they put the date of a reburial in there. So that's. I feel like we're talking about some sort of well, Vlad the Impaler situation. Maybe. Here. Maybe. <laughs> There's all kind of weird graves. <laughs> were there people on poles lining the streets as you no, enter rural Egypt, Mississippi? There may be a few on, on the way poles, to the Lady in Red's house. Dead, I don't think. They're probably just uh, dancing. So. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Down I have there. to say, when I moved to North Carolina, it is so different here 
than California. I cannot believe how many times drive just driving down the road, there's a random cemetery on the side of the street. I mean, I send my children to a preschool and there's a cemetery in their playground. Really? <laughs> that, that would not happen in California. Like California, there's big, huge cemeteries in very specific locations. And here they just seem to be placed sporadically wherever. Maybe a family has a plot. Maybe you get buried at your church. There's just graveyards everywhere. And yes, there's a graveyard in my children's preschool play area. Like they're play, going down the side and looking at headstones. Wow. I don't know if you've noticed this, CJ, but there's lots of just family plots here on family mm-hmm. land. There's one right down the road from here, and it's actually got an intriguing looking statue out there. And it's, yeah. it sort of looks like a Confederate type of statue, and they have a flag flying, and you can see one tombstone out there. And that's just down the road from my house here, so definitely more common here. So is that like that in Mississippi, too? Oh, yeah, it's probably more so, I would imagine. I don't really know about North Carolina, but yeah. there are cemeteries all over the place. There's There might be, you might have to walk, I don't know, three quarters of a mile out in the middle of a field and there'll be like a little bitty cemetery surrounded by an iron fence or something. So yeah, not only that, but in Mississippi, wow. you make it clear early on where you are going to be buried at. Oh yeah. And you don't, you don't leave that up to anybody else either. You, you make sure <laughs> that people know you're getting buried at, you know, next to your family at the little place or whatever. Yeah, I already yeah. have a cemetery plot. So does Marty. Oh, there you go. We already have plots. Life made. <laughs> I've got a couple. You know what? I've actually got a few plots for sale in Crew, Mississippi. I'm holding <laughs> on to them right now. But, you know, if you know anybody interested. Tim plans on never dying, so he doesn't need it. Hey, Vlad the Impaler might know a few secrets. But it's true. A lot of people don't know you can sell cemetery plots. You know why? Because they're not. Well, they're not. Everybody's dying to get in there. They're not making any more <laughs> any more land for the cemetery. So you, you demand is that, high. Man, right? that, was, that was botched very badly. <laughs> my, my uncle used to mow the. I mean, my uncle's got fifty people under him. He used to mow the cemetery. Oh, but um, demand is hey, but it's true. You know what? And you they they appreciate. I mean, they're valuable. So yeah, it's a word worthy investment. I came up with this one. What's Walmart? What's Walmart and the junior high building have in common? Lots of axe bodies. Both have way too much axe body Nailed spray. it. Uh, Nailed it. I got it. They got too much Axe body spray, that's for sure. Don't don't go near the the testing station. Holy cow. Oh, man. Axe body spray is so potent. Oh, yeah. You can't even light a cigarette. I mean, light a match (laughs) around those kids. They blow up like... You you lighting lots of cigarettes around? That's that's what I was wondering. I'm in in a match. I don't smoke. I'm in a match. I don't know why I said cigarette. I'm just used to mounts being across the hall from me. So, you know, he'd be smoking in his classroom. Well, but you know what? When I I was in junior high and high school, we had a smoking section in school. And now I know Uh, why the the big-haired girls never went over there because... 
They had some highly <laughs> flammable hair. <laughs> yeah, that was back in the eighties, the eighteen eighties. Well, it was it was right on the side of the industrial arts trailer, and that was the smoking section. So, if you dipped, if you if you had skull, if you if cigarettes were your thing, that's where you went went during break. You didn't go to the concession stand and get you know nacho rings like the rest of us. You went out there and smoked. So, <laughs> you you remember nacho rings, man? Uh, I don't know. I, I I know of Funyuns, but I don't know about nacho rings. Yeah, they're kind of like Funyuns. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, they're kind of like Funyuns, but they're nacho flavored. And they're a little stubby, like tater do you remember, tots. Uh, do you remember like Conquistadors? <laughs> do you remember the Conquistadors? They were like, uh, what's those things that we eat? They're like little pizza things. Oh, shoot. Hot Pockets? No, what's those things? I'm trying to get my family to they're like not Tostino pizza here. rolls. Yeah, because you told them to be quiet. No, <laughs> you can time. buy them. You get them in a bag. <laughs> there are they're like a snack. Pizza rolls, like bugles. Food. No, they're uh, dang it, I can't remember. We used to sell them <laughs> in the school store. But those were conquistadors. They were so good. I never I heard of those. But on that. I could tell you what my favorite candy bar during junior high was. Oh, watch, what was it? Watch call it. That's oh. mine. That was mine too. I don't think I've ever had a what call it. Classy. Oh, it's good. It's really good. Do you know what else? Mm. We used to go to the school store and you'd have the wax paper cups and they put the Coke in the wax paper cups. And then you get a whatchamacallit. Man, that was good. You know what Healthy I realized stuff. recently? It's kind of like those things you see online where it says, I was today years old when I discovered uh, the, mm -hmm. the lid on the fry boxes to hold your ketchup, for example. I saw that. But I, I only just recently discovered there's a big black market on eBay and other places for these foods that they don't make anymore or that are super hard to find. So, you know, if you've got some kind of cola, let's say Crystal Pepsi or something that they made back in the day, people will pay top dollar for that. Hmm. Well, what do you have that you I can I was say? wrong. Those things are called corn quistos. Corn quistos, <laughs> not corn quistadors, <laughs> which is Spanish for conqueror. But they're called corn quistos. Man, I love those things. I would probably pay some top dollar for those things right now. Well, let's look them up. Let's let's see what the all things unexplained budget looks like. We can look them up. A great, great would... comment from listener George Winters, who thanks for backing me up on this, George, by the way. Apparently the cemetery plot in between Hugh Hefner and Marilyn Monroe just sold for two million dollars. So just like oh I was goodness. saying. Wow. Top dollar people, you know, people want to get in a prime spot. Yeah. Well, one of them was California on barbiturates. One of them was on barbiturates, though, and was on Viagra. So, do you think both of them are dead? <laughs> so. I don't think one of them was on Viagra. Do you, do you think JFK is in that cemetery? <laughs> <laughs> he might be. At least he's a zombie. But, zombie. Oh, Marilyn Monroe's there. Yeah. 
Uh, I guess a whole lot of other people. All right, Tim. That was the qualification. Take us to your number one unexplained news story for this week. All right, number one unexplained story for the week. And the most disturbing, by far, in my opinion. Super scary. And by the way, it ties into some of our old stories and interviews with people. So China apparently, much to our dismay, we apparently the U.S. had no idea China was capable of this. Just tested a hypersonic, a nuclear-capable hypersonic missile. It apparently went around the globe, circled the globe, and not only did it do that, but it did it via the South Pole, oh, wow. where missiles are, or such things are harder to detect. So it reached orbit, circled the globe in orbit now, and then rapidly proceeded to its target. Now, it, it apparently missed by quite a bit, I don't know, 24 miles or something, which seems like a lot. But that's just scary. And the U.S. says, hey, we have no idea China could do this. We don't even know how they're doing it. We don't know what the technology is. And you remember a while back where we had the folks from board camp Crystal Mine on and we started digging into the hypersonic missiles? Mm-hmm. Right, and so <laughs> we didn't know, you know, that the one lady from Board Camp Crystal Mine, she looked out her plane and she saw something. She sent us those great photos. And we were debating, is that actually a missile being tested or could it be the vehicle, the space-capable vehicle that delivers right. these missiles into orbit? And that's exactly what China just did and which we claim we had no idea. So they compared it to imagine a space shuttle and you've basically got no landing gear carrying this nuclear-capable missile into orbit and then blasting it off. Now, the key difference, though, between this hypersonic missile or this craft or both and, and traditional weaponry is that they could change course on the way. So imagine they can get completely new instructions from the operator and just change course to a new target. Now, yeah, it's I terrifying. Did, oh, I did. And it made me wonder as far as nuclear abilities. And China, the news said, has developed, I think, 120 something new nuclear silos recently. And I couldn't think of too many reasons why you even need a nuclear silo. I mean, I could only think of one. One reason. Yeah. To shoot nukes. But it did make me wonder as far as nuclear warheads, how do how do we compare to other countries like China, France, the UK? So I looked it up. China has three hundred and fifty nuclear warheads that we know of. Pretty scary, right? Yeah. France has two hundred and ninety. The UK has two hundred and twenty five that we know of. Do you want to know how many the United States has? How many? Me. 5,550. <laughs> yeah. You think That's we aren't surprising. ready for uh, Armageddon? Sounds like it. 
Side note, I just joined a Facebook group that's trying to bring back corn keystones. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> All while Tim was giving me a serious, serious note about yeah. hypersonic I can't get my mind off corn keystones now. I think it ties in, in the- to the nuclear Armageddon in that... <laughs> We, we are working on all things unexplained bunker. We're taking applications for. We only have a few spots left in it. We've and got we one spot between, probably, between Dr. Manson. It's two million dollars. Yeah. One of the, well, these doomsday preppers bought all the corn keystones up, and they're sitting somewhere in like Wisconsin in a underground bunker, waiting for you know nuclear annihilation to take place or something. So. Please, guys, if you have corn keystones, send them in to all things unexplained. <laughs> <laughs> or conquistadors. Yeah. I was trying to think. I was talking about very similar. They're similar to combos. That's what I was going to say. Combos. Corn keystones? That's what they're called? Yes. <laughs> Okay, well, we oh, gotta have something for the bunker. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I know. If you could find those, I'll come to the bunker today. I'll get in the car <laughs> and start driving, like, right now. Uh, they must be pretty good. Well, I can't, I can't find any for sale, so I bet they're a pretty penny, whoever has them. Yeah, <laughs> probably so. Because they well, don't exist. We will continue on the uh, silly side for my final final story of the evening. And this also comes from NPR because, well, I love me some NPR. But the title is, A New Zealand City is Taking Its Official Wizard Off the Payroll oh, <laughs> After no. Two decades and oh my goodness please do yourself a favor and look this guy up i mean he is just fantastic just the picture of him alone is is really really great but anyways so that's a good question let me see if i can find that for you i had it here somewhere but so this guy has been on the payroll since 1998 is the official wizard of Christchurch, New Zealand. He's been paid the equivalent of 11,000 US dollars to provide acts of wizardry and other wizard-like services as part of promotional work for the city of Christchurch. So he pretty much just sits in the center of the town, conversations. Apparently this all started one day when he was up there just speaking his mind and speaking very philosophically about things and police tried to arrest him and the entire town went up in arms about it, not wanting him to be arrested. And from there he ended up becoming the wizard of this town. But since then he's gotten himself into a little bit of trouble because he doesn't exactly fit the model of what they are trying to advertise to tourists in their city anymore. And he said a few things that got him into hot water. Remind, reminder, 
I am not saying these things. This is what he said. <laughs> what this is he why say? he lost his job as the wizard. It's about <laughs> it's about women. Um, he said, I love women. I forgive them all the time. I've never struck one yet. Never strike a woman because they bruise too easily is the first thing. And they'll tell their neighbors and their friends and you're in big trouble. Shocker that he lost his job, I'm sure. But he came back saying that he lost his job because they're a bunch of bureaucrats that have no imagination. So I've actually found some pictures. You see this, Mady and CJ? Yeah, I've got him on my computer here, too. This (laughs) dude looked like Gandalf or something off of the Lord of the Rings. He's got a whole own website. I bet Gandalf would not hit a woman. (laughs) I mean, I think that he was joking when he said that, or at least I hope that he was, but still you just can't get away with those things anymore. But his website is wizard.gen, G-E-N dot N-Z. If anybody wants to take a look at the end, it says, although almost completely out of control or given psychotherapy and is still working on his synthetic cosmology whilst keeping the people of New Zealand entertained. (laughs) Oh, boy. <laughs> Great comment, George. The character. Say it ain't so, Dumbledore. <laughs> this guy. This guy. He is really trouble. did look, look a lot like Dumbledore. Yeah, he kind of does. Oh man. Yeah. Did, I wonder what his pay was. It was, like, was eleven thousand U.S. dollars. Wow. So, but are they he hiring has a, a whole. New one? No, they're not hiring a new one. But he has an entire like exhibit in the in some museum somewhere that's all dedicated to him and his life's work and what he does in the the Wizard of Christchurch. So apparently the exhibit is staying, but I would love to get that guy on the show. But if you're looking for a new job, I know. I know, I know. We'll ask him to to, uh, to keep his comments about women to himself. But um, yeah, we've got to hear his story. I mean, he his whole thing is about, I quote, reviving the ancient art of rhetoric. I, like, I can appreciate that. So. I feel like we're trying to do that. Yeah, ourselves. absolutely. So he just stands in the middle of town talking to people about, about you know, philosophical ideas. Heck yeah. The one quote that I shared is not a presentation of who this guy is, but it's why he lost his job. All right. And now, I love it. maybe you can it. be the next Wizard of Christchurch. <laughs> you do kind of look like I feel like Smitty's Potter. partly qualified for that. I'm growing my beard out, so, you know. All right, my story is one that is kind of creepy. It's the Lynchburg Museum receives the infamous rocking cradle from the best-known ghost story they claim of the city. Uh, the rocking cradles from the 1800s. It was at a haunted local home, and it generated, like, two centuries of... of ghost stories and it was donated to the museum by a local man 
who are direct descendants of the original 19th century owners for mounts that would be in the 1800s if you don't know when the 19th century is <laughs> but it, according to them the cradle starts to rock vigorously without anyone touching it in the home of reverend william and laura smith this is on jackson street and of course after the minister to the middle upper room he commanded it to rock by itself in the name of the devil and again began rocking you know and we're talking about rocking back and forth not rock and roll so <laughs> hundreds of visitors came to see the the cradle and its peers in a local lore and they later returned it to the early family and they hid it in the attic removed the rockers apparently it couldn't rock without the rockers so it is there in the museum and uh, some people say that they should have burned it they'll be reattaching the rockers they said and uh, the re the rockers were not attached the originals were actually burned it says so i guess they burned them at the stake they burned oh wow You've been listening to All Things Unexplained. If you liked this podcast, please do give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. If you would like to hear more All Things Unexplained, be sure to follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to support our show, please do visit buymeacoffee.com backslash unexplained. A special thanks to our producer, director, sound mixer, editor, and the man that wears far too many hats, No, seriously, he has a lot of hats, Dr. Tim Mounts. Without you, we couldn't keep the lights on. Thanks for listening to All Things Unexplained.